Again to badquaker.com podcast. My name is Ben Stone and this is podcast number 135. It's our one year anniversary podcast here at badquaker.com. Um, I'm just giving a little intro here. What we actually did, I took a remote mic, the, the original mic that we started recording our, our podcasts with a year ago. I took that mic and just very casually in the uh, kitchen. Uh, of the of our home here, uh, we just kind of had a roundtable talk with a bunch of us, and uh, so that's what you're going to hear. It's very unscripted, has no particular topic or any reason, and you're probably going to find it has really bad audio. But for our one year anniversary, that's kind of what's going on. We're just sort of uh, there, there's still revel revelry going on downstairs as I'm recording this now so I'm just gonna cut right out and go to the uh, to the actual recording there will be a commercial interruption in the middle of it and then we'll tie on an article that I recently did to the end and in uh, in reference to the article at the end um, we're going to be putting together a YouTube video to go with that article somewhere in the near future, hopefully. So we'll try to get that out this, this week sometime. And I think I forgot to mention the date. This podcast is for Monday, April 23rd, 2012. We're actually recording it uh, Sunday after, well, almost Sunday evening. Yes, it is Sunday evening. And uh, so we're, we're recording this Sunday evening, but it's for release for Monday, April 23rd, 2012. Thank you very much, folks. Enjoy the podcast. Hi. You're, you're taping us. You are for the CIA. Are you wearing a wire? No, he's got it right there. <laughs> Tape? Wire? What are you, like, a hundred? Yeah, I think there's antiquated terms. We're going to dial up someone on the phone, too. <laughs> I so assume you, that you think that they might have a wiretap on it, even. <laughs> so is there still plans for Pork Fest? Of course. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, I already bought my tickets. We've already bought our tickets. We're going to be there. You guys bought tickets already? Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're only like 35 bucks. Yeah. Now, is that like... Um, Campground tickets or event tickets? Event tickets. You're buying a campground. Yeah, I gotta actually get on that and do that like tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) No pictures. Tomorrow is, you know, pretty fast for you. Yeah, I think there's a few things happening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. For all those that don't know, tomorrow is Kai's birthday. Yay! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Now for some carrot cake. Some delicious carrot cake prepared by my loving mother. Fantastic. Only way to have birthday cake. 
one of the top chefs in the greater Springboro area. Yeah. So what's your plans for camping? Are you taking a tent? You're gonna go win and win Marv and stay in Marv? Yeah, so many tents. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think there's a shortage of tents in this family. Pretty sure we can stand up a tent or two. You can even have, like, dining <laughs> I got an email from the guy who's running all the vending stuff there. And he said, hey, if you guys are selling something, you need to let me know so I can figure out where to put you. And I thought, well, we really don't know anything on that yet. Yeah. You know? I don't think I'm going to have time to put together anything. Yeah. I don't know what exactly I mean, we could sell. Really don't, don't so you're just going to go there and hang out and waste money and not really... You big old hippies. Not do anything productive. Yeah. Well, we're going to meet with people. <laughs> we're going to go to the panels. We're going to enjoy the conventions of sorts. I'll probably see if I can talk you guys into taking this particular microphone that we're talking into. Mm-hmm. And uh, bug people there, and because you know the kind of the like, especially around Keene, New Hampshire, the people there, the liberty activists there, are renowned for bothering people with their microphones. <laughs> so you guys could go there and like find them and follow them around and bug them with a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you could. You could get online and order us up a bunch of bad Quaker T-shirts and bumper that stickers. Would, that would be cool. I would push I could those. Do that. We could push those all day long. We actually you could buy a bunch of lighters that you could personalize, and he could wrap them in his hemp wick. I could my yeah. U.S. made hemp wick, or not? <laughs> Whatever you want to feel, you feel like putting your name on. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Endless opportunities. Lots of notice. Well, I gotta be the only one that comes up with things to sell. Yeah. Because you're the selling person. Oh, I see. We don't Just sell stuff. I'm the, the traveling salesperson of the family. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> None of the rest of us are licensed Rennies. So, you know, we'd like to, but we're not in the guild. <laughs> Without guild authorization. We did not pass the hazing. Yeah. <laughs> The hazing occurs at three o'clock in the morning when your tent collapses. <laughs> <laughs> because fell into it. Yeah, because someone fell, or someone else's tent fell over into yours. That's how you meet people? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, how do you do? <laughs> yeah, you had the same thought. <laughs> Glad to meet you. Are you in tent seven? <laughs> Not anymore. Upside down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. Which one of you have the blue tent over there? Yeah, it's in the lake. Yeah. It's now amalgamed with ours. Mm-hmm. Aww. <laughs> what? I forgot. You were you were there that year when the bees bee folks had jumped into the lake. Bees? Yeah, the bee folks sold honey and stuff and and they were right across the ginormous gaping path from me. And when your their tent locked itself into the lake. Well, you know, sometimes a tent needs to go for a swim. <laughs> Take a swim that day. Clean. 
the last year I did that show, every single event on that uh, area mm-hmm. either collapsed or went into the lake except one. <laughs> mostly wind? Yeah, mostly wind. That was the year I tried to put my tent up, and I kept trying to pound through the coral, and mm. I couldn't do it. Mm. And finally, I played the Hi, I'm a Helpless Little Girl card <laughs> with the site manager, and I was like, I can't speak it through the coral. Can't you move me? <laughs> and he did. Is no, that the reason? And then my tent didn't fall down. Is that the reason the others went in, were caught up by the wind? Probably. <clears throat> that they were probably using bad tents. Mm. Like, and they probably don't know how to stake properly. Well, Brandies generally know how to stake properly, mm-hmm. but I didn't argue that he was working for Brandies, though. Well, that's true, but there are just some styles of tents that it doesn't matter what you do. If mm. there are high winds, you're yeah. losing your tent. Yeah, like you know, easy yeah. ups. Easy ups. <laughs> it doesn't matter how well you stake them. It doesn't matter what you do to them. Yeah. If there are high winds, you're coming down. You can, it's coming down. You can collapse them. You can collapse them as far down as you can and then throw a tarp over That That'll save it from a lot. Um, that won't save it from everything. No. But that'll save it from a lot. Mm. Or you can put your son inside and you can be on the outside and like strapping it to the end, uh, to the uh, <laughs> mirrors of your pickup truck. Yeah, they, they, they strapped the... the uh, Center of the easy up mm-hmm. to the propane tanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've done, I've done a couple of shows where it's been on concrete, mm-hmm. and so you can stake into it. Mm-hmm. So you get cement blocks, yeah. and you tie your tent to the cement blocks, <laughs> and then you're like, "Hi, we're at the Renaissance Festival. Ignore the cement blocks." <laughs> <laughs> these <laughs> these cement blocks are totally time specific. <laughs> They're going to put a flower pot on them. Yeah. <laughs> no one will notice these. There's, there's quite a lot of that at, at Ren Fairs. There's sort of that mm-hmm. <laughs> not at all period covered in a thin veneer of slightly kind of period. <laughs> if we drape fabric on it, everyone will think it's period. <laughs> you mean that doesn't work? <laughs> <laughs> I love the booths at Southern Ohio that have ceiling fans. What? <laughs> That's so cheap. Well, a lot of people don't realize, you know, Tesla was selling ceiling fans in the 1500s. <laughs> <laughs> he was around. <laughs> well, Tesla never died. Yeah. He's immortal. He's been around since the beginning. <laughs> There's always been a Tesla. There will always be a Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes he cuts his hair. Sometimes he doesn't. Powerful Tesla. <laughs> sometimes he goes by Da Vinci and <laughs> does some art, makes some cash. You know, guy's got to make a living. That would be an amazing, amazing name. Uh, has a has a vacation. Just in, in Photoshop Tesla into yeah. different yeah. historical scenes. No one would find it funny. Yeah. <laughs> I would find it funny. I, I don't think it's care hilarious. about anyone else. <laughs> Tesla putting on a, an old man mask, pretending to be uh, Da Vinci. Yes. <laughs> Someone is at the door. Oh man, I gotta get my mask on. <laughs> I'm seeing scenes of Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, but Tesla's very similar to Doctor Who. 
Right. He's just immortal, right. and he changes his perspective. I bet Tesla is a doctor. Ooh, there you go. He's just. I'll a bet he has a time machine, and probably. he's from the future. Yep. He's probably got a TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Except time travel won't work because the Earth, because the Sun. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> the Sun is, you know, we all know from you know public school that the Earth is zinging around the Sun, right? We all know that. Mm-hmm. But Wait, the my s- public school taught us that the sun revolves around the earth. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, I thought we were flat. <laughs> but in all actuality, the sun is zinging through space at a tremendous r- rate of speed. Heretic! Where's my hemlock? Yeah, so but, that means... But its time is slowed down by its own gravity. True, but in relationship to the rest of the of the galaxy, mm-hmm. it's whipping across the galaxy at a tremendous speed. So as the planets that circle it are also being carried in its in its path with it, we're not making circular rounds around the sun. We're making essentially almost like um, what are those things Elliptical? called? Yeah, like uh, uh, with tails. What are they called? The things with tails that fly in the sky, Kites? you know, dragons. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, comets. Oh yeah, we all the all the planets. Uh, they they are not making a consistent smooth. <laughs> they're not making a consistent smooth loop around yeah. the sun. They're speeding up and slowing down as they loop because the sun is moving. Well, the sun is also moving, but the sun's gravitational force and it's. Pull on the actual planets themselves changes it, by the sunspots and all kinds of mm-hmm. electromagnetism and other. So each factors. time the Earth rotates around the sun, it's in an entirely new path mm-hmm. because the sun is not in the same place. And it's in a completely different place in space time. Yeah. And the whole rest of this part of the galaxy has shifted and moved. And all the other planets. Now, we look out and we, we, they look like they're not changing their positions year after year. But that's because if they change their positions 100 million miles, that would look like no change to us. Mm-hmm. So really, if well, you were to... Us viewing the stars has mm-hmm. a lag on it. Exactly. So, so if, you were to, if you had a time machine that could put you, say, exactly one year uh, ago mm-hmm. for right now, then it wouldn't put you right here one year ago. It would put you stranded out in space one year ago. That's why you need to calibrate it. Yeah, it just needs to be calibrated. calibrated. And I say, (laughs) I say we form a protest, (laughs) because what do we want? We want time Time travel. (laughs) When do we want it? Irrelevant! Oh, now we have that level of silliness going on, and no one's drinking. This is seriously messed up. Nobody's drinking. Some of the prime reasons I don't drink a on the verge of silly giggles my whole life. I feel like I would annoy the crap out of everyone with any alcohol mixed in me. I love your cake stand, mic stand. Yes, yes. We could have cake or torture. I made that joke cake earlier. Or death. Cake or death. That's cake what it was. Death. Yeah. That's why you didn't laugh when I made the joke yeah. earlier. Because I blew the joke. Because you blew the joke. It was my fault. The guy's not funny it. anyway. Heretic! <laughs> cake or death? Heretic! 
Did you hear that, Internet? Did you hear that? He said Eddie Izzard wasn't funny. Get him. Attack. He, <laughs> he may be English, but he's not even a pythoner. So, <laughs> he dresses in women's clothing. He doesn't need to be a pythoner. What do you want? Graham Chapman did that years ago. It's been done to death. Has been done. Yes. It so it's concept. still funny. Come back here, Mr. There, there is nothing any Eddie Izzard can do dra- in drag that uh, John Cleese didn't perfect in drag because John Cleese is so not 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 as good as um, um, Tim Curry. Well, Tim Curry... He didn't really make a career out of it, but yeah. it was just one movie. But, yeah, but that was quite still, an impact. It's such an impact. It's so monumental as far as roles go. Because also trying to kill you at the same time, it, it, you know. Mm-hmm. And being from a completely different planet while you're at it. Yeah. Pictures of everyone, by the way. Cool. That's okay. I'm recording I'm being really unphotogenic. Well, you're not the only person that's recording all of this. I think without my phone, you want to stay in the 19th century, Hannah? Here, here, you can use the tablet. I'll use my Yeah, I was about to say, what am I going to do? Pull out this. Yeah, stuck in 93. I kind of want to picture you holding that up with everyone else. Aww. It's okay. Does that have a little wind up on it? It has a rotary dial. Shake it. Yeah, there you go. Does that go transcontinental even? Does it use the Morse code? (laughs) 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 How do you spell LOL in in Morse code? (laughs) Not that dad stuff. No, look at that camera. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, woman? <laughs> many, many things. Haha! Right. Uh-huh. Ooh, that was perfect. <laughs> look, look. I got it when you, 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 uh, your uh, flash, flash went off. So it's like right there. It's, it's perfect. It's it's, my, I have I a really old phone, so it's got so much light. It's just a shutter. It's just a shutter. <laughs> I, there it is. Oh, you cool. are the sun. I am the sun. It's true. <laughs> I've been told this before. She's so radiant. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> That's cool. That needs to go on the Facebook. Uh, it will. It's, yes. it's going now. And we need to tag it. Natasha is the sun. Resplendent <laughs> <laughs> like the new face sun. Natasha Raw. <laughs> I can be okay with that. Like Amon Raw, but... But cooler. Yeah, with kind of a Russian sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that old... Russian Egyptian yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very historic. Very old. We're well, trying we've... to be an ancient religion for about five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that kind of like... That's about as much time as I want to spend in ancient religion. I was, I was right there with you. I'll not do that. That's an on-camera joke. I'm there with you. I'm right there. I'm there. You're trying to get us thrown off the Liberty Radio Network. That's okay. The uh, With some of the stuff that they talk about on Free Talk Live, I don't know how they keep on the radio sometimes. 
Because they're on real radio stations. I mean, we're on radio stations too, but like they're on real radio stations. <laughs> with the FCC involved? Yeah. Wow. Like, I don't know how they. I don't That's know how they get away with that. Because some of their stuff is pretty bad. Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, bad from an FTC, FCC, FCC. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, like anything other than yeah. a missionary position is bad to the FCC and those people. Everything is off, off the charts for those guys. I mean, you can't say, what was it? Well, we were listening to a song by, uh, what was his name? Everlast. Half oh, of yeah. the song. Half oh, of yeah. the song is... Yep. Not words. It got, rid of, it got rid of the word drugs. Yeah. No, it didn't get rid of the, rid of the word drugs, yeah, it but did. it kept green. And it didn't keep green, it, it and it didn't rid of keep smoke. He said, um, used to catch fat stacks on out on the corner with drugs, and it cut out stacks and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but the word what? corner? How now here's the weird part in the 70s and I can't say it at all because uh, because 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 <laughs> but if you're familiar with the Who's song yeah. Who Are You that used to play right on regular radio in the 70s mm-hmm. unedited yeah mm-hmm. and nobody said a word about it I mean, and it was against the law was it well it was you know it was you weren't supposed to but they did it and nobody yeah, said anything about yeah. it it was just there. You, you don't... I, I feel that by censoring it, you notice it more. You mm-hmm. do, absolutely. Yeah. Because you know what they're saying. And, you, and your yeah. brain matter, fills it in. Yeah, anyway. It yeah. doesn't matter. Well, it's like those... You ever seen when they take something totally innocent, like uh, like a scene from um, Sesame Street or something, and then they put random edits into it, random mm-hmm. blips into it, and it makes it sound like Elmo is yeah. cursing. And your yeah, brain yeah. fills it in. It really yeah. does, absolutely. Because those are just those are just nouns. I mm-hmm. mean, if, if if it's a bleep, you don't know what noun to fill it in with. And, yeah. and obscenities are really easy to fill gaps with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and the funny but part the thing is, is, if they play the obscenity, mm-hmm. most of the time, most of the time, you don't notice. Yeah, your brain doesn't even notice it. It just mm-hmm. skips right past it. And maybe that says something about <clears throat> our society and how. They're all just words. But the thing is, like, if you read writings from the 1800s, there are some really risque writings of the time that you read back on now and you're like, oh, that's charming. (laughs) You could read it in Sunday school and nobody would bat an eye. And, like, like, back then... They were risking their careers writing that kind of stuff. Yeah, but there's stuff in the Bible, too, that if you read it, even if you were familiar enough with Hebrew that Mm -hmm. you could read it in Hebrew and understand exactly what they were saying, it's pretty blatant. Mm -hmm. I mean, they couldn't have made it more blatant Mm -hmm. considering the the words that they had available at the time. And and they intended it to be that way, Mm -hmm. you know. The entire book of Song of Solomon is basically... A series of love songs from a guy who's trying to win the heart and romance, uh, a, a uh, like his nine hundredth wife or something. Whoa. You know, Aww, it's always the most. The, They're the always romantic. They're so hard to nail down. I remember my eight hundredth wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, yeah, I mean, language evolves. Mm-hmm. So quickly. It really and, does. And the things that are horribly obscene today in 100, 150 years are mm-hmm. going to be quite 
Yeah, I mean, and they're, they will have new obscenities. They will. They'll have new obscenities. And we can come up with new obscenities all day long. Like, that's what the internet's for. Yeah. There were movies in the early 30s that were mainstream movies played in mainstream theaters that if they if they redid that movie scene, per, scene by scene, exactly identical, showing everything that they showed and using every word that they were, they sh- it would be an R-rated movie, maybe even going to an NC-17. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and and those were just the MPAA. Right. Yeah, the yeah. MPAA is in, they're just a bureaucratic. I, if ball you are you nonsense. are you familiar with the song uh, "Shaving Cream"? Mm-hmm. You know the shaving. Cream? No. Um, it's it's a parody uh, song that was played on the radio in the early '30s as a protest to the newfound morality that the government was inflicting on everybody because prior to that time on the radio there was it was typically you know there it was people realized it was going out to families and stuff so right, so there was a certain amount of years. yeah but on the other hand uh, there by the government coming in and putting rules on radio it restricted them so much so there's so there's this song called shaving cream and I'm not going to sing it but it goes it's like um uh, I was walking along and I stepped in a big pile of shaving cream, <laughs> neat and clean. Oh, so it's shave every day, song. yeah. It's and you'll like always the, be the, clean. The childhood song with uh, Miss Susie had a steamboat. Yeah, yeah. And they would play this on the radio specifically in protest of the FCC's new rules. You yeah, know. this before or after War of the Worlds took so many lives. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was just not long before that. Not yeah. long oh, really? before that. Yeah. That's entertaining. It shows, how, it shows how well radio reached people at the time. Because mm-hmm. that was the only means of mm-hmm. mass communication. And then Jersey. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He did a great job. He was doing, he was doing his job to his fullest. I listened to that whole radio show. It was actually really good. It was I bet very, it was. It was very well done. I, mm-hmm. I heard it was very I convincing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, it, it was a fictitious radio show. Yeah. They aired it as such. Mm-hmm. And they had disclaimer <laughs> after disclaimer. Yeah. yeah, but it came with, like, news interruptions and stuff like that. And different that's characters. why it was a fictitious radio well, show. Yeah, it's a radio TV. show. How else can you... Yeah, I mean, you can't purvey that it's a joke all the time. Otherwise, you lose the suspension of disbelief. It's just a guy in the back of the room. It's a joke. 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 That's kind of uh, going back to uh, Frank Zappa's uh, uh, um, scrutinizer... What, what did he call it? There was one album, one Frank Zappa album, where uh, the central scrutinizer... Oh, yeah. ...that he c- comes on at different spots in the album saying, you know, a quiet little voice, the central scrutinizer does not authorize this. <laughs> and, you know, because it's Zappa. Yeah. <laughs> or, well, it, even Pink Floyd... Uh, when, nah, the little things that they that they stick in in the background, you know, like I don't know, I was really drunk at the time. <laughs> yeah, how can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? A short, sharp shove, and then oh, and then when the backward masking thing was big in the seventies, yeah. congratulations! Pink, yeah, congratulations! You found the secret message. Please send your reply to <laughs> Old Pink in care of Yeah. Very clearly intentional. But I mean, all the other backward stubs are not very clearly intentional. 
some of them you if if you know what you're supposed to hear mm-hmm. you can hear it but that's very much like what we were saying about Elmo with yeah. bleeping him yeah. you know yeah. your mind will feel, is amazing at filling in gaps yeah you, you the human mind really can't handle unordered chaos mm-hmm. so it'll fill in the blanks <laughs> it can't it handle looking at abstract stuff it can't handle it can't do it yeah. it goes yeah. no patterns I must see them that's I why every cloud sure. looks like something yeah mm-hmm. well in a way we evolved that way because we mm. do have that space in our um, what is it our optic nerve where we have a space towards the middle of our eye on each eye that we don't see. Mm-hmm. So the other eye will compensate for it and we don't notice it when something moves in front of our face yeah. because our brain is filling in that gap with what should logically be there. Yeah, right. so. yeah. they've actually been able to measure that in, in real-time speed mm-hmm. and your brain makes up what it expects you to see is what you're talking about right there. It literally, your brain literally yeah. makes it up and if and if you can trick the, the, the mind when they're doing the experiment like that, and put something in that you're not expecting to be there, you don't see it. Well, that's yeah. how sleight of hand works. Yeah, exactly. It, pay attention to this, pay attention to this. I'm doing something over here. Mm-hmm. You know? They can't see your hand. <laughs> that's a long-running <laughs> joke on our podcast. because oh. yeah, there's that. That's true. They can't see your hands. It's all audio. <laughs> they quite frequently... Kai or I will start getting really involved in describing something, and our hands are all flying around in the air. Ooh, and, and the other will say, "This tall, and his hair was about yay long." It's good because you come over here, and you'll, you'll be on this part of the hands. diagram. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's something I really get frustrated with the Mises Institute with because they have some really good. Um, audio stuff that's taken from lectures with with really, really smart people doing really good lectures Mm -hmm. and they're using visual, you know, like a like a visual display or something, uh-huh. or charts or something. And it's not associated. And yeah, and you're listening to this on an MP3, and you're like, "Well, thank you." <laughs> right over my head. Yeah, but awkward pause. Well, I slammed the Mises Institute. We can always cut out those awkward pauses so they're shorter and less. There obvious. was a running joke in one of the campsites that I stayed at that uh, we were subconsciously having predator checks. Because there would be large groups of us that were, you know, 10 to 30 people that would all just suddenly go dead silent across the whole campsite. And someone would yell, predator check! Everyone would be on guard. It's okay, we're good. <laughs> Looking at nature. Us pack animals have to do things like that. <laughs> that was- Periodically, one of you stands up. With your <laughs> yeah, they can't see. Yeah, I know. That was a fairy dog reference. Oh, I, I thought it was a meerkat. Well, they're the same animal. Let's be realistic here. It is the same animal. Just because one lives in North Dakota and one lives in Africa, they're the same animal. Uh. <laughs> the only logical explanation for so many people living full-time outdoors to be doing things like this was a predator check. Mm. <laughs> that was all we could think of. It's very interesting to see sort of how humans devolve mm-hmm. when they are suddenly outside full-time. Mm-hmm. Because... Well, you kind of have to, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you just... Your entire sense of... How you time your day and how mm-hmm. you sleep and mm-hmm. it well and how you interact with everybody too yeah because in those settings smell mm-hmm. totally different 
totally changes. Mm-hmm. And you actually, yeah. actually, you actually have to be like formal with people and work on people skills. Yeah. You have to barter. Yeah, because you don't when you don't live outdoors. You don't. You just have these plastic things that you walk into a store and you say, "I need this," and you swipe, and then you walk out and you leave. I'm pretty sure it works that way out there too. Yes. Yeah, hey, I have this green stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the federal government assures me it is worth something. <laughs> it says literally, they will not stuff. lie to me. That's an internet thing with a guy with a $2 bill. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. At the, uh, I think it's a Burger King. He's trying to buy... Uh, he only had a $2 bill and a 50 And they wouldn't take the $2... The manager had to come out and look at it. And he's like, no, no. This is not real money. And the guy's like, you've never heard of a $2 bill. They had to call mall security. The mall security guy comes in. It's... Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> funny. Especially because from working at fairs and stuff, people pay with $2 bills all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would routinely go to the bank and request change in $2 bills. That's easier yeah. to make. Because it amuses people when you give it to them as change. Yeah, that's true. They get all, oh, you People love 50 cent bills. pieces, too. Oh, yeah, but we don't encourage dollar coins. those. We and don't um, encourage those people. <laughs> in all the DC vending machines, that's all they give back now. At least it was when I lived there, was it three years ago now, and all like the metro stops and stuff like that. If you put in a $5 bill and you bought something for a dollar, it gave you $4 coins back. Mm. They're trying to get rid of those uh, mm-hmm. dollar coins that nobody wants. Yeah, man. John used to tell a story I about like how dollar coins. He, uh, mm. he had some guy come in and buy like... Like over a hundred dollars worth of product and paid in dollar coins, and John wow. was just like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> People do that all the time because they want and then they have a bag of, of coins, they do. and they come in and they're like, I have a bag of coins, and they're like, You're so annoying. <laughs> we actually, at one of the places I worked, we had a separate register for them just mm-hmm. because our register would fill up with coins and people would come in with these little satchels that they wear on their belt so they would jingle as they walk and they'd be so excited. <laughs> they had a little bag of coins. And I'm like, okay, you realize this isn't that make believe, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what you're saying is, you know, I never, I didn't have a register, I had my belt pouch. That was, I kept so all my change in my pouch. Worth of- so if you give me all of this. Change mm-hmm. now. I have no room in my belt pouch for real money. Mm-hmm. Not to mention you're carrying around twenty pounds worth of coins, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, on a hot summer day, like I would, I would be okay with it if a kid came in mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, "I have, you know, I have this change, and that's all I have." Oh, no problem. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the time with that, I would buy it myself. Yeah. So that my actual cash box still just had dollars in it. Mm. Like, you know, honestly, I'm okay with an adult paying and change if that's what they have. But the fact that any adult saves up year-round or goes to the bank and specifically says, give me $100 and said, yeah. so this way I can go and torment the merchants. <laughs> right? Because they think, for some reason they think that we're going to get a kick out of it and be like, oh, aren't you so historically accurate? Nobody's ever done that before. You're the only one. Now, if you come into my booth with real gold coins and you want to talk... I'll talk. Right? <laughs> we can make a deal. Good but luck with that one. Yeah. Well, that's the nice thing about you know 
actual uh, real minerals like that. I, I guess the precious metals. Yeah, there you go. Because real uh, huh? Real augmentium. Yeah. Oh, AU. 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 But a gold oh, coin no. the size, yeah. <laughs> a gold coin the size of a dime is what three four hundred dollars. Yeah. So you know, so literally, if you were really using gold and silver, then you don't have to carry around a huge bag. Of yeah. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to actually, um, you know, getting it down to small enough. That's <laughs> why we have copper coins. Yeah. Is because trying it's to get it down to copper, small enough to gold. yeah. How would you like to support BadQuaker.com and get something nice for yourself at the same time? I want to tell you about Survival Gear Bags. It's run by my friend Kelly, who believes in and adheres to the non-aggression principle. Kelly's customers know him for his great customer service and his personal touch because Kelly handles all customer service himself. The main focus of Survival Gear Bags is to allow you to build your own custom emergency kits with quality gear. Now I know this because I bought my bug out bag from Survival Gear Bags over two years ago and I've gone all over the country with it by my side. And you can rest assured that the prices will always be the best they can be at Survival Gear Bags. And if you use the link from badquaker.com, they'll probably throw in something for free for you with your order. Now how do you do this? Well, it's simple. You go to badquaker.com. On the right side of the page, click on the picture of the backpack. Then look around at Survival Gear Bags and find the stuff you want. You'll help badquaker.com, and you'll support a merchant that's one of us. Now, I want to tell you about another way you can support badquaker.com and get something really cool at the same time. Shire Silver. Shire Silver is the proud seller of silver and gold trade cards. Shire Silver believes that silver and gold trade cards will show the world a better way to save, spend, and share precious metals. So what are silver and gold trade cards? There are specific weights of gold and silver laminated inside credit card-sized tradable cards. They're a handy and affordable way to trade precious metals. These cards received nationwide recognition when they were widely used as barter at the New Hampshire Porcupine Festival. You want a beer and a hot dog? Hand them a Shire Silver 5 card and get a Shire Silver 1 spot back as change. So again, what do you do? Well, you go to badquaker.com. On the right side, just below the backpack, you'll see the Shire Silver trade cards. Click on those cards and then check out Shire Silver's site. Be sure and watch Ron's video that's right there on the main page. And then swap some of those ridiculous Federal Reserve notes for something of real value. Something you can keep, trade, or give as the coolest gift ever. But be sure and use the link from badquaker.com. Thanks, folks. If you're using actual real-life of value metal, I'll talk to you. But if you're if you're just handing me fake metal from the United States government, it says it's well, it, it's not fake metal. It's, it's just real metal. It's, it's real metal. metal. It's it has real. some real value. Not real value is metal. Uh, it has promised value. <laughs> Has a budget value. It's like that whole lot of cars we drove by. It's Fiat. It's Fiat. Yeah. Um, Now, taking it back to where we started, so uh, you guys have a pile of Shire Silver. (laughs) You guys have a pile of Shire Silver uh, cards to use at Porkfest. I was going to 
take those. <laughs> All for yourself. Who huh? Shire Silver. Uh-huh. Where'd, where'd that go? Where's this alleged Shire Silver? Mm-hmm. <laughs> those are pretty nifty little cards, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a little cards that has a, uh, an oval-shaped yeah. kind of... Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've seen it before. And a strip of metal mm-hmm. inside there. Mm-hmm. Do they come in all all varieties of metal, like palladium and stuff like that, or just? I think they just do silver and gold right now. Because <laughs> okay. I know titanium is pretty expensive. No, not titanium. Titanium is not that expensive. Um, uh, palladium, yeah. And um, platinum. Those are really expensive. Even copper's expensive right now. Well, even copper's expensive right now, but you could steal that out of the house. <laughs> not that we endorse. Not that we endorse that. doing that. Homesteading. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, oh, so they're much better used in the house. I mean, PVC pipes degrade over time. Mm-hmm. And carcinogens and leach out horrible things into you. But I mean, copper pipes work. So speaking of I homesteading, so so how come you changed your fo- profile picture on Facebook? Yeah, like after, what, like seven or eight years of me using the little rabbit, the, the screaming rabbit? Somebody else is using my screaming rabbit now. They oh. totally violate my IP, <laughs> my uh, uh, intellectual property. So I changed my profile for the first time in like seven or eight years. I no longer have the screaming rabbit. Wow. That's like iconic to you. Yeah, that's, that's on like, I don't know how many different websites that I use that on over the... Over the it's unilaterally or... Avatar? Um, well, for quite a few different um, uh, identities that I used, I yeah. used the same rabbit. Uh, that was kind of how you could track, even though I was using different names, you could track the same, mm-hmm. you know. How do we know that this dude on Facebook isn't you? Yeah, that's true. It could just that. be you. You know, that could be the real me. And now, <laughs> and now that I'm posting with a different picture... I could be the fake me. That could be the real me. You don't know. Could be. So I've decided Nikki has an armadillo face. An armadillo face. She looks like an armadillo. It does look like an armadillo. She's alive, which means she can't be an armadillo because armadillos are never alive. What? They don't exist alive. (laughs) They do, too. No. No, they don't. Except when you eat them. You never see a live armadillo. You only ever see them dead on the side of the road. I don't understand that though. They're so tough. I mean, like, I thought that you could just run yes, right over. Yes, but they're dumb. Oh, okay. Well, they're, they're, <laughs> what most people don't realize is there is no real armadillos. They're just possums who have made it so successful in life that they afforded a suit of armor, and then they go out challenging cars. Like, they do. come and get me now! They do. They get drunk, and then they go out to the roads, Better and they stand windows. up. And, and this, this is this is true. They stand up in front of the cars and they challenge the cars, and the cars win. Yeah, I wonder why. If they would just stay low to the ground, the car go right over them. But it's the boldness that comes with the with the plate armor, you know, because you know you think about how shy. Triple X moonshine. Well, yeah. Been drinking. But you think about how shy a possum is. You know, cute little guy. He just like he didn't want to make any problems. He just wants to move on his way. And then you put him in a suit of armor and give him three or four shots of whiskey. <laughs> he's ready to take on he's a Cadillac. A yeah. <laughs> so 
Who are you blowing your horn at? Clear! You can't talk to me like that. If, if you gave him a lance, he'd be attacking Windmill. Yeah. <laughs> he'd need a little pony to ride. And a sidekick to chase him. A little squirrel beside him. Yeah, where, where are we going to go now? Where are we going to go now? What are we doing? <laughs> So that's what we've degraded to. Yep. When all these fails, defer to the animal. Uh (laughs) Hey, and what we did actually just do right here was we just did an entire podcast and Baggy did not interrupt. Oh, right! And here we're in the kitchen and everything. You're standing in her. I know. Yeah, you're you're in the place of of all the business as far as Baggy goes. Yeah, near her food bowl. Normally, anyone who gets near the food bowl gets yelled at. She must be sleeping. Probably. Well, it's uh, no. No, Usually, she's active. She just conserves energy for the final battle. She's studied uh, Sung Su, and she's waiting for the opportunity. She's waiting to have some moment of surprise. Well, that's our podcast, and that's our one-year anniversary podcast. And now here's a short uh, article that I wrote. And like I said, hopefully it'll be up on YouTube in the near future. Thanks a lot, folks. Freedom from the State by Ben Stone. Freedom from the state is a journey that begins in the mind. It doesn't matter where you go or what you do. If you haven't snapped the chains that restrict your own thinking, you can never be free of the burdens of the state. There are lots of books and podcasts and respected speakers who claim to possess the secret formula for dealing with the state. But if your mind is still chained to the oars of the state's galley, Whether or not you can beat a parking ticket or skim an extra 5% off your taxes doesn't change the fact that you are still a slave at the state's beck and call. If the transformation doesn't start in your head, all you really are is a pet, thrilled when your master gives you a new collar to bind your throat. The first step toward freedom is not the realization that you need a longer leash. The first step toward freedom is recognizing that you are a slave and that slavery is evil. Once you fully understand this point, nothing but the destruction of slavery is acceptable. However, the state has placed a long, confusing series of lies in the path of all who would seek freedom, and each of those lies leads back into bondage. The strongest chain of the state is the fear of the unknown. One of the most common things a slave faces when confronted with the idea of freedom is the fear of living without his master to provide for and protect him. Sometimes even the slave that has been beaten and abused is oddly terrified at the proposition of struggling through life without the master's hand above him. Sadly, this is the reason that some people will never be able to accept freedom and will fight vigorously to keep their collar firmly latched to their neck. In practical terms, 
the slave will seek comfort in his bondage by insisting on any number of fallacies and will make great effort to ignore any information that contradicts the reality he has created for himself. We see this when a slave chants the mythical mantra that the state provides roads or the state keeps away the evil terrorists or how without the state there would be no laws and savages would rule the world, stealing and killing at will. Never mind that in each objection the state itself is the one disrupting the natural process of life that would provide all the goods and services that people wanted. And never mind that the state is the actual entity that kills and robs on a scale that no crime gang or no terrorist organization could ever compare. The slave will ignore the fact that the state currently steals more than half the fruit of his labor and can kill him on a whim, and will instead cling to his fear of what could happen if his master weren't holding the leash. Make no mistake, the slave's bondage is not an indication of ignorance or stupidity. Oftentimes, the most intelligent and best educated slaves fear freedom on the deepest levels. The shallow-minded slaves rarely notice their chains, as they are too easily distracted by the free circuses with their dancing bears and staged fights. As long as the state provides the bread and wine, the simple-minded never care that the cup is made of lead, and this diet fills their gut, but rots the brain. The intelligent slave sees this and understands it, but the fear of life without the state is stronger than his desire for freedom or his disgust for his master. Can a bird be fooled by a bigger cage? I have often used the example of the bird cage. A bird in a cage is a captive bird. Double the size of the cage and the bird is still captive. If you make the cage big enough and provide enough distractions, the bird may not notice the cage, but it is nonetheless captive. On the other hand, take the noble raptor and carefully raise it from a young age, consistently reinforcing the belief that all food comes from the handler, and your trained bird will fly through the sky, kill on command, and fetch the prize to the master. Then he will perch on his stand, content with the scraps of his own kill that his master allows him to keep. But he is still just a captive bird. He has simply been fooled into accepting his own enslavement without the master bothering to even provide a cage. Breaking the chain is a matter of will, not strength. Freedom cannot be realized so long as dependency upon the master is acceptable. No amount of argument, no compilation of facts, and no appeal to logic can wrest the slave from his safe haven of bondage so long as he feels comfortable in his master's hands. It is only in coming to grips with the evils of slavery that the individual can see himself as he really is and see the state as his enemy and not his benefactor. For this reason, it's often unprofitable to answer each objection to a stateless society by explaining how each service would be provided and how each need would be met.
Until the slave realizes that the state doesn't actually provide any useful service, and that the state only hinders the market from providing things like safety, law, justice, and prosperity, offering various substitutes for the state will not wean the slave from sucking his pacifier and gripping his blanket. He must first realize the blanket provides no protection and the pacifier is void of milk. The real task is in breaking the illusion of the state as a caretaker. So long as the slave refuses to see that relationship with the state as a one-sided affair where the state takes over half of all the production while providing nothing in return, the slave will remain a slave. But the realization that all the goods and services that the slave depends on are actually provided by people is the beginning of the knowledge of freedom. Understanding that the state is simply a tumor on humanity, siphoning the lifeblood of society to engorge itself while providing nothing but illness and death, is the start of a one-way journey on the path to freedom. The moment you stop believing is the moment the chain breaks. As long as you cling to the lies of the state, and as long as you seek excuses as to why freedom can't be found, you will remain a slave. The moment of change comes when you decide for yourself that any fate is better than remaining in bondage. For some, this is an act of desperation that is only faced when all other options have been exhausted. For others, the moment they realize that they are a slave, the urge for freedom drives them to abandon the state without reservation. The difference in these two extremes is the difference in individuals, and at its core, that difference is the strength and the beauty of humankind. The individual differences in people, along with our inherent similarities, is the reason freedom works. We are all driven by identical urges for survival, for reproduction, and for prosperity. And yet each of us values everything we encounter in life on a scale unique to ourselves. This oddity of nature provides a mechanism for humans to fulfill every want, need, and desire which our imaginations can conceive of through the wonders of voluntary exchange. The market of exchange has lifted humanity from scratching worms from the ground and digging grubs from fallen trees to standing atop creation, contemplating immortality. The state, on the other hand, is a distraction from that progress and is simply a failed religion like so many other superstitions we have toyed with through the ages. The time is rapidly approaching when humans will grow up and discard the state. Or, as one man said, When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Humans will some day drop their security blanket and spit out their pacifier. When this happens, the chains of slavery will vanish, and a free adult will step into the light of liberty and walk upright. For more on liberty, the zero aggression principle, and property rights, 
go to badquaker.com. And thank you for listening. This is the Central Scrutinizer. We're working very hard to spend your tax money to keep you from hearing things like freedomfiends.com. That's why we're very upset about freedomfiends.cz. Freedomfiends.cz is a Liberty Media Archive of Freedom Fiends material hosted in the Czech Republic. Freedomfiends.cz is outside the jurisdiction of the Watchers who employ me, the central scrutinizer, to keep you from hearing things that might make you think. My fellow scrutinizers and I do not want you to visit freedomfiends.cz. Do not visit freedomfiends.cz.